Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Juice jacking may not be as big of an issue as the FBI and literally every other media outlet made it out to be last month, seeing how there are no reports of it ever happening on record. Monthly subscriptions for features on new cars may be the wave of the future, but not many in the present are looking forward to this trend. Apple won an appeals court ruling against Epic, but the maker of Fortnite and other popular games kind of won as well. And although Netflix is officially ending free password sharing, there are still ways to get around signing up for your own account if you're really determined to. We've got all this and more for you in episode 81 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly is your girl, Tech Life Steph. And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Yard work sucks. <laughs> you get around that time where you got to do that yard work. And like I mentioned last week, you know, um, it's the time to where the pollen is going away in my area. But also means you got to clean off pollen everywhere. So I spent the weekend power washing my house and ain't nothing like spraying pollen all over the place trying to get it off. I get to get off the front of my house. I got to get it off my porch, off my front door and then get just yard work in general it's just like uh this sucks ain't but i could pay somebody to do it but it's just like well i could just do it myself but then i'm like oh this is why i forgot why because it sucks somebody because i got to do it myself (laughs) listen i got a patch of grass that's five by five literally that i pay somebody to come out and cut (laughs) i ain't doing it i i did it when i first when i first bought this place i i i had and i do I even still have my lawnmower downstairs? Maybe in the, I, I, I have an electric lawnmower and I would drag that thing out of the basement and, and run the, the, you know, industrial extension cord out the door and all. And I had an edger. I would edge. I, forget that. Forget that. <laughs> I get I, it. Even for that little bit, I can't do it. I get it. Cause this is the first year that I have decided to go with the lawn service. And I used to say, I don't mind cutting the grass. Except for when I mind cutting it and it still needs to be done. So I went ahead and uh, got a service. He just comes out and do it. And they don't necessarily come on the same day. They just come when the grass needs to be cut, yeah, which is kind of cool. My guy is. So, um, so I, I'm enjoying that. I think, Listen, uh, money well spent. Yeah, he'll be here this time or sometime this week to get it. And that'll be the third service that I've had. And it's worth it because I probably would have had to cut my grass, you know, three times if, if I wasn't paying somebody else to do it. Anyway, I don't know the folks is here to listen to us talk about cutting lines here to talk about some tech. But before we get to the tech, I want to remind everybody that we are on Patreon. And if you'd like to support the tech giant, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech giant, where we've got multiple tiers over there that you can sign up to any one of which gets you access to our live stream and after party. And a couple of them actually get you access to a um, to a ad free RSS feed. So if you want to support the tech, John, head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech, John, the tech J A W N. So let's go ahead and jump into these tech stories. And I got a question for y'all. Are, are either of you familiar with the term juice jacking? 
uh, as of recently when all these uh, stories came out. So I noticed now I've known what it's been for a while. I've actually, you know, for years have taken precautions to make sure that things didn't happen. And that's just because of a clearance that I had. You had to do certain things a little bit different. But for whatever reason, last month, juice jacking was just everywhere in the news. It was on CNN. It was in the Washington mm-hmm. Post. It was on four. It, it was it was kind of everywhere. And it turns out that we may not be as susceptible to it as what a lot of people think we are. So for those who don't know what juice jacking is, this is when you go to a public place like an airport, uh, on an airplane, maybe a restaurant to where they've got USB plugs where you can plug your USB charger or your USB cable in and charge your phone up. And the, the scare has been that, well, if you do this, malicious actors could take over your phone. They could, you know, download your contacts. They can get into your financial data, all this kind of stuff. And like even the FBI was putting out stuff last month where they were, you know, pretty much scaring the Internet and, you know, Americans in particular that you need to be very wary of this. But it turns out that there's no known hacks where anyone has actually done this. So did, you know, did the FBI and all these news outlets, did they spin us all up? over juice jacking when it isn't necessarily as big of an issue as what they were necessarily making it out to be. Um, I think the uh, FBI and whomever FCC was just doing a job, but in our news hungry tech right. 24, you know, SEO, you know, got to <laughs> stay in the front page. Uh, clicks, you know, all, yeah, right. RSS feed, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. So they took that as, we need to let everybody know, which um, they could very well use a public place. You know, these uh, what do they call them? These people who uh, could do this, they call bad actors. That's what they call mm-hmm. them in this story. Uh, could very well hack a public USB port and use that to steal your data. But this story, the point of this story, which most people need to pay attention to is you ain't all that important for them to do that. (laughs) You have to, you have to be a, you know, some, there has to be a reason, right. For lack of a better term, or some journalist and you reporting in a, in a country that frowns on public knowledge and public information, you know, any bit of state type, you know, actor for somebody to really target you to get you to plug your device in for them to steal for them to then in fact steal your data. And I think that's the whole point. While it can be done, we ain't that important. (laughs) Well, my whole thing is, 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 is it just because it, it, it did come out of nowhere. It was hella random and everybody jumped on the bandwagon, like, like news outlets tend to do. Um, But was it just a function of, um, People that weren't probably as tech savvy as they could be hopping on a trend or are we being diverted? You know, are we, you know, paying no attention to the man behind the curtain and they getting us all hyped up over this to 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 mask something else or to prepare us for something else? So you get all, you know overly excited about the fact that we have to be protected against juice jacking. So now we enact laws and, and different, you know, we've given up more and more of our freedoms every time one of these scares happen. So is it, it, was it just a ploy to get us to give up more of our freedoms that we don't even know what, what, how that's going to look yet? Or is it just a bunch of people, you know, that don't really understand tech as, as thoroughly as they probably need to that got all hyped for no reason. So it seems this, like it came out of nowhere because it's FBI, not just FBI as in Washington FBI. This is FBI Denver yeah. put out a tweet right. that said, avoid using free charging stations in airports. But they never in the tweet say as a result of somebody getting hacked or as a result of somebody suspecting that their data was hacked using whatever the case may be. We're putting out this notice. FBI Denver just out of nowhere in April was like, hey. Juice jack is a th- juice jacking is a thing, and then NPR ran with it, and then all the other tech right. sites ran Every, with it. So it everybody, like it came out of nowhere. I mean, you, you saw it on on the news and stuff. You know, be, be wary when you're plugging your stuff in. And 
I think that a couple things happen. So the, the article that we're referencing a lot here is a, this ARS Technica uh, article. And they actually say, and I quote this, the Halley's Comet of Cybersecurity Scare. So this is like you're making a, a, a big deal about something that's been happening for, you know, for a long time. And one of the things that it points out is that unless you are a state actor uh, with that level of capability, the only time that anyone plugs something in, your phone notifies you that you've, hey, would you like to share data? So you would hope that most people would say with comments is, well, no, I'm not going to share data with this airport terminal or this well, plug in this restaurant. Well, specifically, it says trust this computer. That's so really that, what yeah. it says. And then you have to trust this computer. Say, I want data to be exchanged between my device and this computer or whatever you're plugging into. Uh, but the story says there are no documented cases of juice jacking ever taking place in the wild. So it's kind of still kind of strange as to where this came from. Right. Did somebody just board that day at FBI Denver? <laughs> it's, it's almost like there's something happened that they ain't ready to tell the public about. So they just go say, you know what? Just be safe. And in the way that they say, just be safe. They get every news outlet that is following the FBI in Denver. To uh, you know, to put this stuff out, and it's like you know how people are going to be. It's like it's just way. I feel like it's a cover. I feel like it's a cover for something, and and we're not going to be privy to it until you know something catastrophic happens. And like I said, a law gets passed that now our data is up for grabs in another you know egregious uh, civil rights violating way. and then and then we'll be all up in arms and people's like, remember when that juice jacking thing came out back in the day? That's why we but the, the, so, yeah. So I want to be Don't clear for the okie doke. The tech John is not telling anyone to not be concerned about this at all. <laughs> and let me like as I said at the beginning, I have actually protected myself from this for years because a particular military base said I had no choice but to if I wanted to use my phone. <laughs> so um I have for a long time used power only USB to charge my phones. And we're going all the way back to when I you know I, I am Android, but I've been using USB C for I don't know, it's been it's probably been three, four, five phones. So we're 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 talking about you know, seven, eight years that I've actually been using USB-C. I was actually making sure I was using power only USB cables when I was back on micro USB. So it's been a minute that I've been doing this. So to channel my best, uh, uh, Terrence Gaines, uh, AKA brother tech, uh, you know, to, to, to channel how he would say this, you're not going to catch me slipping. <laughs> uh, I use, in fact, I, I can't remember a time when I've actually used my cord from my phone to plug it into a computer to do anything with it. I'm sure that I've done it at some point. I probably wanted to play with Samsung has a thing where you plug your phone into uh, a monitor with a keyboard and it kind of decks Samsung decks. It's been probably when I first got the phone last year, the last time I've done that. So for me, all of my cables that go with my power bricks, they're just power only. I, you can't use them to do any data with them. And um, it's like those those cables cost really no more than other cables do. So whenever I buy them, I just make sure that's what I get because it's so rare that I actually. Get, and you ain't even got to go that far. Just plug your phone into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> use well, the little, there are times plug it into the outlet. Th- there are times <laughs> when you may see an available USB port, but don't see an actual plug. Um, that happens fairly yeah, regularly, especially at airports. At airports, yeah. so I understand why you know people do it, but just just get it. You know, I'm not trying to scare anybody into this like this art, like like these all these articles were. But uh, if you are at all concerned about it, just get a power only cord, or you can even get a power only adapter, and they make them both for USB C, micro USB, and um, what is it called for a lightning lightning, lightning. cable. So you, you can you, just a little adapter you put on the end, and it only allows the the you know the the individual wires that allow power transfer uh, to get into your phone. But I just I thought this was an interesting story because I do remember last month it's like man it's like did something happen because everybody's talking about this and it turns out yeah no nothing happened at least nothing that they're willing to tell us about <laughs> you know, this there's never been a hack that we know of that this has been the way that someone has been infiltrated hashtag stay woke yeah <laughs> hey don't be using woke <laughs> <laughs> 
So this next one here, I, I really have to say this one gets in my craw. You want more speed, pay more money. What am I talking about? Mercedes with their EVs are potentially going to charge you a subscription, not, not just charge you once, but a subscription if you want your car to go faster. And this isn't this or should say accelerate faster. I think with Tesla, they have something. What is it called? Ludicrous mode or something like that to where when you hit the accelerator, that jump really it really moves out. Uh, I guess maybe uh, Mercedes is doing something like that, but they're going to charge you a subscription for it. And I don't know about y'all. This just bothers me because I remember some stories from last year where it wasn't just things like acceleration. If you want heated seats, then you pay a monthly fee for your heated seats. If you want remote start, then you pay a monthly fee for it. And it's like, did I buy a car or am I, you know, or am I subscribing to the car is is the question that comes up to me. So I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on new cars not coming with features that you pay for up front, but features that you pay for repeatedly monthly to have access to them where things are basically turned on or turned off of software uh, because your car connects up to some kind of cloud. Well, we, we talked about this, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, and, and about the idea that, you know, it was real, real janky because they were also including some safety features in some of those subscription fees as well. And 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 and, and one of the articles you posted, Rob, there was something about emergency braking um, being a part of the subscription program as well, which just, you know, which just sucks. And it's just... Um, you know, um, trying to capitalize and, and that's not the word I'm looking for though. Um, I, I think about old boy that was selling that, um, I think it was an EpiPen or a diabetes pen. Screlly. Oh, yeah. Martin Screlly. And just yeah. being opportun- opportunistic. That's the word I'm looking for. Just being opportunistic and, and getting more money because you can. Um, I think, you know, unfortunately, all of our cars are probably going to go this way. It's not just going to be EVs, you know, after a little while, I think, you know, with electronically controlled transmissions and, and, and stuff like that, like all of our cars are going to do this and we're going to be fussing like we were when Microsoft first put off, sent office to a subscription, but then we sucked it up and started paying. So at some point I think we probably will start paying for some things. Um, but it, but it just sucks that they would nickel and dime us in this way. If they can, they will. That's the, yeah. the, the that's the the the, the American of, way of capitalism, right? And what, but the problem, is, not the problem, the concern is that you're already paying top dollar for, well, top dollar for Mercedes, right? You're already then paying a premium on top of that for an electric Mercedes Benz. And when you pay in all that, you assume or you want to believe that you are getting everything that Mercedes has to offer, paying that premium for the name and then paying that premium for that on top of new technology, which is electric vehicles. That's where everything is going. So then to them to bust you upside the head with, oh, you want to unlock all of these features you got to pay a top money on top of that. It's just, it's just a slap in the face. And personally, the reason why I put the story in here is because I think, and this is Terrence Gaines putting on my conspiracy theory hat, which is why I think GM decided that they wasn't going to put CarPlay or Android Auto into their future electric vehicles is because they want to turn around and be like, Oh, so you want a subscription to be able to unlock your infotainment system, to be able to get the address to the latest or whatever the case may be. Similar how they did with OnStar. When they came out with OnStar, that's a subscription service to where you can unlock your doors, you can remote start, you can get uh concierge service, you can get safety and emergency uh services. When you plug in your CarPlay and your Android Auto, your phone does all that. Apple came out with crash detection. They came out with all these other things. And GM was like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to charge or subscribe or whatever they want to call it for future features. And we can't do that when somebody else has the um, has control of that portion. So that kind of leads into this story to where Mercedes Benz is like, oh, you want to go faster? 
you want to unlock this feature. It's like they're gamifying, you know, the, these, um, these electric vehicles and it's future technology, which is like you, like Stephanie, you mentioned everything is going the way of subscription. It's like you can't buy nothing no more without paying for a subscription. I got toothbrushes now. I got to subscribe to them. So this is where everything's going. Right? And he's not being facetious, America. (laughs) That's the real thing. Absolutely not. And the bad part in this particular instance was you were only getting uh, acceleration, you know. A a second at the most. Yeah, a second at the most. You're going a second faster for like $90 a month. $90 a month. it was, it was crazy. So crazy. You you said this, excuse, <coughs> Stephanie. You said this about uh, actually when, it was sixty dollars a month. I, I take that back, but that's still too much money. When I remember when Microsoft went to, or I should say, Office went to the subscription. I think the first thing that I got was like a dope, like Creative Creative Cloud. One, you know, that was one of the first things where I was buying Photoshop and. You know what? It, maybe it makes sense to just do a subscription because I'm really not using all of this creative cloud. I, I use two of these apps and I, you know, ultimately every four, five years is like 700 bucks to, to go buy this or I could just give them 30, $40 a month. Now I know over the course of time I end up paying more, but it's constantly updated. So in my mind, it kind of made sense for that because it was something that I was using fairly regularly and I knew that I was going to upgrade it. I think about my dad who's a photographer. He said, I'm never going to pay for a subscription. It took him years to actually get to where he wouldn't just go buy Photoshop and everything he needed for his photography work because it's like, no, I would just rather have it. And Instead of paying a subscription every month. And then I was like, dad, well, wait a minute. You literally, every time there's an update, you buy the new version every single time. So it's like, if you're, if you're going, every time it comes out, if you're going to buy the new version, you might as well do the subscription because it's going to cost you literally half as much than every other year buying a new version of, of, of Photoshop. But I look at that as software and I look at that as different. I'm subscribing to be able to use this software. When I think about buying a car though, a car to me, is a piece of hardware. So what am I paying you a subscription for? If the car can go faster, let me, uh, you know, uh, include that in the sticker, price. include that in the sticker right. price. Say that if you want to have this one second faster acceleration, it's going to cost you an additional 1999. Um, but that's a charge that I pay today. And then it's just enabled on that car forever as compared to giving you $90 a month because Clearly, after, you know, after a little over, you know, you know, a, a year or not a year, a little over two years, you, you have more than paid for this thing on this car that you probably still have. So to me, that is something different. Like, w- wait a minute. So the, the seats are heated. And, and here's the thing. And I think we talked about this before. Uh, if you talk about, you know, the story from last year with like heated seats as a subscription. So the car has the ability to, to heat my booty up. So am I paying less for the car? Because I don't think that the materials because cost you I less. Didn't take the subscription. Yeah. You should you should be able to pay less. Yeah, it's like, you know, um, I want to pay less if I'm not going to turn these things on, not pay more because in my mind, I can't see GM or Mercedes or any other car company saying, you know what, we're going to put at our own cost $800 worth of seat warmers. I'm just making that number, $800 worth of seat warmers in the car. But you know what, we're not going to charge anyone for it unless they actually buy a subscription. That's not how they roll. They're going to make sure that whatever I pay for the sticker on that car, that the the base price that I'm paying is going to cover them making their money on that car. Anything they make off that subscription to me seems like it would be extra. And that just doesn't sit right with me. I just, I don't feel like I should be paying a subscription to have features on a car that I actually purchased the whole car up front. It's just my thoughts, but that, that's kind of how I think about the- it. Especially if the technology and the capability is already there and I got to unlock it is one thing for me to say, okay, well, I want to upgrade to the better engine that gives a second faster in acceleration. Uh, Like you said, I'll pay that up front. But to have it in my car and then for them to tell me, oh, in order to unlock it, you got to pay some more. It's like, come on, man. But again, that's what technology is doing. Yep. And people are going to pay it. We're going to grumble, grumble, grumble. And we're going to do it. Yep. Yep. I ain't doing it, but somebody going to do it. 
and we walk. Like, I'll just be just I'll be the slowpoke on the highway with with a cold booty and, and <laughs> nothing. Slower, else. I don't need none of that stuff. That's right. Stephanie could be driving down having to roll her window. You know, you can't. You, you literally got to roll your windows up like Dave Chappelle in the in as the limo. Long as they don't start charging a subscription for the heat, then I'm good. You know, mm. shoot. That's what the heat is for. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So, yo, this is a, a continuing saga. This next story we want to talk about. It is uh, Apple and Epic Games. And for those who don't know, there is a lawsuit that has been going on and, and this, this really all stems from Apple's absolute lock into using the app store. So when you think about Epic games and particularly it was Fortnite, Epic games didn't want to pay 30% to Apple in order for people to buy in game updates and all this kind of stuff. And they wanted to circumvent that. So they've gone to court over this and it looks like Apple is, is, is looking like Apple is kind of coming out on, on, on the, on the good side of this, of this, uh, you know, of of this lawsuit to but where they may actually get what they want. Epic got what they want too, right? Apple so just hasn't done it yet. The devil is in the details, right? So what Epic did was because they didn't want to pay the thirty dollar, the thirty percent subscription, is they claimed that Apple had a monopoly on the App Store. That's what their their end was. Well, Apple has this monopoly just what they really wanted was we don't want to pay the 30%, right? So the the war back and forth, back and forth, Epic versus Apple, yada, 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 side low naps, Monopoly, the whole thing. Judge comes through and finally says, you know what, Apple? We got you. Y'all are not a Monopoly on the App Store. You have the App Store and you have all these different apps and you have all this other competition. So there, therefore, there's there's no Monopoly on the App Store. But however, you, you can't tell people, you know, you can't restrict the app's ability to um, Go use just one platform. Right. They they yeah. you have to give them an option to not just use your platform for charging people. And then Epic was like, ah, That's man, all they wanted in the first dang. Place. Yes. Right. Exactly. That's all they wanted in the first place. They got what they wanted. So it's just like all of this, all, all it did was make lawyers rich. Right. Right. Pretty right. much. So, so Apple, Apple claimed victory, Epic claimed victory, but in the end, it was just the they got what they got wanted paid. anyway. And, yeah. and, right. Right. We wasted the court's time basically because, <laughs> because y'all really could have just worked this out. Exactly. Amongst yourselves mm-hmm. a year and a half ago or whenever that was. And it just was ridiculous that it even came to this. It, it, mm-hmm. When you think about it, it really is going to take big companies like Epic, like Microsoft, like Adobe, that they can actually do their own payment processing through their websites for a lot of smaller companies. It's like, I'll, I'll gladly let you, you know, I, we're, we're going to just charge our customers more, but we'll l- gladly let you take that 30%. So we just don't have to worry about it. I'll, we've actually seen companies come out and say that it's like, I don't, I don't think anyone has said we gladly give up that 30% to Apple, but we understand that Apple's got to make something and it is what it is. So I think both of you guys are right. This is one where yeah, Apple technically won nine of the 10 things in this lawsuit, but Epic won as well, because the, at the end of the day, we don't want you to block us from allowing people to go pay in our website. And you can just keep everything that, you know, people do through, uh, you know, through the app store kind of makes sense. And I think Apple just wanted, wanted the on the record right. optics 
of not being declared a monopoly. You mm-hmm. know, I think I think they wanted that on the record that, you know, this judge has ruled that our app store is not a monopoly. I think that helps them quite a bit, tremendously, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it was worth it to spend the money on the attorneys to get that statement, you know, on the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so here's, here's a question for you. And I didn't, I didn't even stick this in the notes. I'm just going to kind of go left with this. So in the UK, it's looking like Apple may have to allow third party app stores on the iPhone or I should say on iOS devices. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Will that change? Will they just do that for iPhones there? Or will, you know, I, I can't see Apple saying we're going to, uh, we're going to allow anybody else to make money when we ain't making it. Um, I, I see that I as a hard I just don't even see how that, how you can make a company do that on their own phone. Like it's our phone. Like right. we could do whatever. It's our phone. Like I especially. Just, Especially if there's other competitors like Android. Right. You can go to Android and and put whatever app store you want Mm -hmm. on there. On Mm -hmm. this particular phone, all you got is the app store and that's it. And yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. I think. Go ahead, uh, Stephanie. I, I see Apple being like, well, don't buy the phones then. You know what I mean? Like just shutting it down altogether. I mean, I don't know that they can afford that necessarily, but I, I don't, I don't see them doing it. I don't see them doing it. If they're forced to, um, there's sort of kind of precedent to this. And what I mean by that is Apple has to include a power brick in their phones in other countries because other countries, I don't know if it's the EU specifically, but other countries is like, look, you got to include this. So Apple's like, all right, fine. We'll include a charger as a separate box or something like that. And, but with Americans and over here, this is what we're going to do over here. So it robbed to kind of directly. Um, answer your question. If it comes down to it, Apple may be petty and figure out some way that wherever this ruling came from for their own, you know, constituents or whatever, Apple could be like, eh, all right, well, we'll give you a, a thumb drive or something. I don't know. You know, some way right. to be able to do it just for y'all right. to make, y'all and make it yeah. and make it so, so much, put so much friction right. in it and eff- that people and won't do it anyway. Right. Yeah. Like that, yep. to your point, like a thumb drive, that would, that would actually be pretty genius right. um, to be like, Oh, you want a different app store? <laughs> yeah. Well, then you have to write into us. You have to send us a letter, not even an we'll, email. You got to send us a whole letter and, and request your thumb drive with because Apple and, did that. Wait six I, I, to eight weeks and get your thumb drive back. Yeah, I can and they did going. exactly that with the right to repair. You know, I fix it, and these companies was like, you can't open iPhones anymore and change the battery. You can't fix the screen. You can't do all that. And, and so we want you to be able to make we're for we want to force companies like Apple to make it easier for people to repair their phones. And Apple was like, all right, bet. So here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> We're going to send you this big old suitcase cumbersome contraption, give you this 80, 100 page instruction booklet to enable you to fix and your screen. And tools like $100 an hour to rent because you needed the specialized tools, mm, you had to pay, tools and whatnot. Uh, uh, you had to do all that. And then I'm, I'm pretty sure people was like, you know what? Never mind. And we never heard about it again. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I see Apple be, they made it <laughs> Apple so cumbersome. It's like you needed a suitcase worth of kit to, to, yep. to change your screen. To, to, to change out a screen. Listen, I ain't mad at them. This is, this is my damn phone. I'm, I'm going to do what I want with my phone. <laughs> so yeah, if we, if we keep talking about the big companies and particularly gaming companies, I stuck this other one under here. So it is Microsoft. And we've talked about this before. Microsoft is trying their best to buy Activision Blizzard. Humongous. I can't even remember. How big it is, but it is, I want to, is it like $69 billion? It, it, it might even be bigger That's than that. Crazy. It's, it's a huge deal that they want, but Microsoft has been jumping through every hoop, has been crossing every T dot and every I to make it look like here in America and definitely over in the UK that they're not a monopoly if, if this goes through. And what is interesting is that I'm reading this article, and this is right off of the gov.uk government website, where the CMA, the CMA is the Competition and Markets Authority, and I'm just going to read this here, has prevented Microsoft's proposed purchase of Activision over concerns of the deal would alter the future of fast-growing cloud gaming markets, leading to reduced innovation and less choice for UK gamers over the years to come. So 
they're being blocked not because they think it's a monopoly. They think that all the cloud gaming that Microsoft is getting into, that's the problem. So that's why they're being blocked. And I just want to ask you guys, is this is this a situation where Microsoft cannot win for losing? Because it seems like there's just so many different forces that do not want this company to buy Activision Blizzard. Sony is one of the, you know, for, from our standpoint here in the U.S. is one of the biggest reasons that uh, Microsoft, I think, is seeing a lot of trouble. But over in the U.K., it's like, nope, cloud gaming. That's the reason we're not going to let you go through with this. Well, um, I think it's kind of. On Sony's part, I think it's kind of hypocritical. <laughs> the fact that they are so concerned about Microsoft getting Activision slash Blizzard, which hold, holds titles like uh, World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, and an Overwatch to name like the three big ones, right? But Sony themselves <laughs> have titles that are specific to PlayStation. God, God of War, <laughs> uh, Gran Turismo, uh, a couple other ones to where, you know, I, as a fan of Gran Turismo, fan of God of War, but with an Xbox, I just had to take it as a loss to where I just can't play those games, but then flip it. You know, Sony is so uh, against Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard because of these particular games, which are equally as popular, if not more so, specifically Call of Duty. Um, I don't know how the cloud version of Microsoft getting into this. But like you said, it just seems like Microsoft, this is just deal is just not going through for whatever Microsoft hands over as far as a concession, as far as a compromise, as far as a, we promise, we promise, we promise. I don't think this is just going through just because. So, so I'm, I'm going to read this real quick. Microsoft has a strong position in cloud gaming services and the evidence available to the CMA showed that Microsoft would find it commercially beneficial to make Activision's games exclusive to its own cloud gaming service. Mm-hmm. So now I don't, I'm not a gamer, um, but I know how to read. And isn't that already what Activision does? Aren't active, are, or I may, like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't Activision's games exclusive to Activision, Activision currently? Or is it a case where you can play Activision games across multiple platforms? Right, the second one. The second. So okay. you can you okay. can play you can play those games across platforms, specifically Xbox and PlayStation. There's and other pl- consoles. Okay. So nobody cares Xbox, about those, right? Yeah, Xbox, and but, play. okay. But, but but with this new agreement, you would only be able to play Activision games on Xbox. Basically, no, no, Microsoft, Microsoft is, is promising. Yeah. Microsoft is scouts honor. Hey. We're not going to do anything. We're going to 10 years or whatever this, a number is. <laughs> well, well, hold on, because here's what they've done. They've actually gone out to like, they've gone out yeah. to like Nintendo and have signed like, what is it? 10 year deals. We're going to make this game cross platform with you for 10 years. But 10 years is not a long well, time. Well, here's what and they, they go, in the grand and, scheme of things. And, and Microsoft is going to be counting those days on the and calendar. Counting them down and, and they're either going to revoke that license and or double the licensing fee I, I re- and so like i mean i i get it i get i get why people would the scared it is scared yeah, back yeah, in the I fall the uh the head of microsoft gaming he he went on a media tour and he was flat out saying it's like if we could if if the lawyers would let us write a contract that we were say we're not going to make this game exclusive to us ever we would do that but there's no lawyer that's going to ever let us do that. So we're going to, well, what is close to forever? Well, 10 years. Uh, you, you can use this game for 10 years, uh, on your platform without worrying about it going away. And then we will renegotiate the deal like five years before the deal actually ends. So that, that's just counterintuitive to how capitalism works. Well, right. Exactly. But it's like everybody else is like every every opportunity for you to make money off of this. That's what we're going to, uh, you know, stick with you. Well, they could make more money by doing this. So this is why it shouldn't happen. And as I said, it seems like it's working because. Over in the UK, it, it, it really did look like the, you know, y- y'all are good on the monopoly standpoint. What you're not good is on all this cloud gaming that you really never even talked about or that we never even talked about. So it is, it is interesting to me. Um, I, I don't know how to call this. I don't know if, if, you know, it's, it's going to go through because 
it's like what's going to go through here in the States, but not in the UK. It's like gaming is huge everywhere. So, you, you know, I'm, I'm certain that Microsoft would try to do something if, if America allows it, but it's still a big, you know, it's a big knock for them if they can't get this to go through in the UK or in the EU or in Australia or in Japan. It's like it, it becomes problematic for them if they can't make this be a deal where we own them everywhere as compared to just owning them and little fiefdoms that regulators are, uh, you know, what's the word? Um, the regulations are advantageous to us. Let's just say it like that. I ain't buying it. Microsoft <laughs> throwing a Microsoft throwing a rock and hiding their hand right now. I, look, I don't put them past. I, I would do it if I was Microsoft. I'd be like, "Is year nine a day three hundred and fifty four? Uh, yeah, we about to do this little celebration and flip this switch." Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so let, let's wrap up, talk about some Netflix. So for those who don't know, Netflix, which is the biggest streaming media platform as far as like watching TV shows, movies, that kind of thing. They're still number one. They actually have locked down on sharing of passwords. Now, back in the day, they would flat out tell you, we want you to share your passwords, allow anyone, you know, any of your friends, family to, to use your username and password. I don't want to say that they went out and just told people to do that, but they made it very okay to do that. Uh, you know, y- your kids move out. Well, they can, they still log in. Well, yeah, we want them to enjoy Netflix as well, but they've started to f- realize, well, wait a minute. We're, we're getting to that point of critical mass to where, Everybody has a Netflix account. We, we can't keep growing by just signing new people up. So we have to sign up people who are using our services that aren't actually paying us. So this is when they have started to get rid of the password sharing. And Terrence, I believe you stuck this in here. It uh, looks like there are relatively easy ways to work around not having to have your own username and password when it comes to uh, Netflix and, and those passwords being shared out. Right. Because the way Netflix is blocking people from sharing accounts is you have to have a quote unquote home base. Basically, you have to all of your Netflix accounts have to be registered in this home base, which is your house, which is IP. I'm assuming they use your IP address or whatever the case may be. But me as a Netflix owner. I may travel to California for a week, whatever the case may be. And I want to go to a hotel and I want to be able to sign into my Netflix account. Netflix is like, ah, oh, we don't want to, we don't want to mess that up. So basically what you have to do is you have to, um, enter in your account and they have to send you this code that you have to enter into your phone or whatever the case may be to give you quote unquote temporary access to where then I can then watch my Netflix account from California for wherever the case may be. And then periodically I have to do that if it's showing that I am signed into a device or whatever that's not the quote unquote home base. So if I'm in California for uh, six months, every so often I have to periodically put this code in. So basically that's the loophole if I am then sharing an account with, say, my daughter who lives in California, but it's my account and my home base is here in Atlanta. My daughter would have to, and this is the loophole, she would just have to, they would send me the code and then I would have, have to send to it to her. Be on and the then phone she would give her, here go the code, yeah. Right, and she entered into her device and then she gets in for periodically another however long the time is where they say, oh, you got to log in again. So that's pretty much the... I uh, just wanted to share that idea that Netflix is like, yeah, we're, we, we're trying to have it all. We want people to stop sharing accounts, but at the same time, we don't want to give people, we don't want to restrict people to their own homes. Right. Um, Netflix is driven. And, and, on, and I, it's funny. I just read an article, um, and I pulled something up. If this is not the one I read, but I literally just read something recently that said the backlash has actually been, I think, a little bit more severe than they were expecting. Um, Netflix lost more than 1 million users in Spain in the first three months of 2023 as a backlash to this password sharing crackdown. So I think they're going to see a lot of that. I, I mean, I'm not, you know, I am the Netflix account holder in my family bubble right now, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty positive the people I'm sharing with will not buy a Netflix sign up for a Netflix subscription if they Just get kicked off. Of mine. Kicked, right. You know what I mean? I'm 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 like ninety nine point 
99% positive they're not going to do that. The same way I'm not going to get a Hulu subscription if, if I get kicked off of that one or Disney. Like, I ain't doing it. Like, I, right. I just, I will just live without that programming. Um, in a similar vein to the conversation that's going on in the chat about, about the gaming systems. Like, will people just not play Call of Duty if Microsoft locks it down on, in, in their class? system mm. i just won't watch those 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 streaming platforms i mean it just it's just there's, there's not enough content for me to be like that loyal uh to any of these streaming platforms so i just i just don't think this is going to be the flex netflix thinks it's going to be yeah the, the only and rob i'll let you go real quick <laughs> i was thinking about this i'm super petty i'm petty mcgee so the only <laughs> way i could see it, this working in my benefit is if I'm, let's just say I'm dating somebody and we split up and then I forgot that she knew my account information and Netflix hit me like a, hey, somebody logged in from a so-and-so and so-and-so for, you, you know. ain't giving that code out. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Let me go ahead and cancel that. You ain't, <laughs> giving that that you ain't getting that code. <laughs> you, I, ain't, you. I ain't sending right. you the code. Send I, me the code what, for the Netflix note. Right, right. Leave, you, leave, you it on, leave, her, leave her on red. <laughs> Could you imagine dating somebody and they send you a text message like, hey, um, you got that code? I tried to enter the code. I got that Netflix code. <laughs> I'm like, girl, get out of my face. I, I don't have to imagine it because I've seen social media posts about that. It's like you, you didn't have to treat me that like, you know, that way. It's like we broke up. Why am I, why, why am I funding your watching habits? But here, here's here's a question. Um, with uh, so Hulu's been doing this for, for a while. There are times when I, I actually uh, live in an area where, for whatever reason, I lose my internet connectivity. It is it's not like once every year. It, it could be as often as every couple of months there is an issue with my internet connectivity. And it's usually at night. It's usually they're doing something. It, you know, it, it hasn't actually, uh, you know, been an issue for like when we're recording the show. So this is usually late at night. But oftentimes what ends up happening is that if my primary Internet goes down, um, I have it set up to where I can just, you know, and I'm not doing anything special. I just have 5G on my phone. And I have my phone set up and I have it literally, uh, you know, being broadcast on a secondary network. So what will end up happening is that without me even noticing it, my primary Internet will go down. Then my Hulu will connect over to my phone. It's a different IP address. And it'll ask me, uh, do you wish to change your your, your home, uh, your home address or home uh, IP address? And they only let you do that so many times. So I got to where, okay, wait, I'm not going to keep doing this because I don't want to have to get into where I'm not going to call Hulu and say, hey, it's still me. I'm still in the same place and explain my situation. So what I figured was that, okay, wait a minute. I do use Android. I do have Chromecast on pretty much every television where Hulu never asks me if I've changed homes, if, if I'm connecting through my, you know, actual on my phone, if I'm running the mobile app on my phone, it never cares about my IP address. So what I've started doing is that if for whatever reason I need to, I'm not at home, instead of actually trying to connect the device up like a Chromecast directly to the, uh, to Hulu or connecting up like a fire stick directly to Hulu, I will just use my phone to cast it because I know my phone is always going to work. And I've just wondered, would that be the same case with Netflix? If I have Netflix on my phone and I'm moving around with my phone, are they checking to see whether or not that's my home IP address or do they know that it is a phone address? You're traveling. We're going to just let you use this IP address without making you jump through um, hoops and hurdles. I don't know that that's going to work. I just I wonder if it will, because it, it seems like that is the case with Hulu. Well, according to the story, I don't know about Hulu, but according to the story, it says Netflix says it uses IP addresses, device IDs and account activity from devices signed into your Netflix account to determine whether the device is streaming inside the household or outside of it. So it sounds like the answer to your question is, I don't think they're going to be that specific with just your IP address. They're going to use a combination of things to assume that you're in your household as opposed to being across country or being in another household that is sharing a password. Makes sense. So y'all two weeks in a row, we're going to have a spotlight uh, this week. So let me go ahead and pull up uh, 
uh, what I'm going to read here for our spotlight. So we're going to be talking about a gentleman named Mark Jones. And usually we shine our spotlights on scientists, engineers, inventors, and other visionaries that have created a lot of technology that we use. But we would be remiss if we didn't also mention some of the entrepreneurs running these companies to deliver all of this tech hotness to us. So this week we're shining the Tech John spotlight on Mark Jones, one of Silicon Valley's most innovative technology entrepreneurs. As chairman, president, and CEO of Ares Communications, Mark and his team have spent over a decade helping the world's largest companies fundamentally improve their business through the Internet of Things. And um, they've been named or he's been named by Goldman Sachs as one of the nation's best entrepreneurs in 2012 and in 2013. Mark grew up in Chicago before coming out west to Stanford University, where he received both his undergraduate and law degrees. As a young lawyer, Mark was recruited by top tier investment banks and soon by their clients. In his early 30s, he was named president and COO of Madge Networks, where he helped turn a young $40 million revenue company into a $500 million industry leader. Madge's successful IPO took place during his tenure. After Madge's, uh, after Madge Networks, Mark served as the chairman and president and CEO of Visionale, a pioneer in the enterprise network management and automation uh, space, raising over $40 million to fuel their rapid growth. In addition to his professional work, Mark sits on the board of directors for Ingersoll Rand and Stanford Healthcare and is on the board of trustees for Stanford University. He is widely known for his deep commitment to the nonprofit sector and serves as the chair of management leadership for tomorrow and on the board of California Healthcare Foundation. He previously served as the board of vision, excuse me, the board of visitors for Stanford Law School, the Stanford Athletic Board, and the board of directors for Working Partnerships USA. Mark also served as a chair of the National Cybersecurity Partnership Enterprise Tax Force, and in 2004 testified before Congress on cybersecurity. He has also testified before Congress on Sarbanes Oxley. So once again, this is a broad that he himself isn't necessarily into the tech. He is not necessarily doing the tech, but he's basically running the companies and staging the companies that are doing the tech. And we need to talk about that as well, because he's running a tech company, even though he personally may not be a technologist himself. So I thought that uh, that was a cool, cool one, just because he's, he's he's behind some pretty big, powerful company names that I've actually heard of before. So we did not have any new patrons this week. So I just want to remind anyone who would like to support the Tech John, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John. That's the Tech J-A-W-N. Any one of our tiers, we really appreciate if you uh, choose to support us that way so we can bring the tech to you the way that we do. Um, but with that being said, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and tell the folks how they can get at you? You can find me all around the web at Tech Life Steph. And another plug for my AMA on May the 4th. 7 p.m. Eastern, I will be debuting the new website and I will have some giveaways as well. And uh, again, we'll be doing an AMA, so you can ask me just about anything. Uh, but holla at me on Instagram at Tech Life Stuff uh, gonna, this Thursday. I'm going to ask you something now. Are you going to have any May the 4th swag? May, may the 4th be with you swag. Um, I'm just being facetious, but you said May 4th. You maybe. Know. It could may, be. May it, the 4th be with know. you. You never know. Could be. Could be. You got to tune in to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Patreons, uh, back a couple weeks ago, uh, we had a new Patreon, uh, Duke Winfield. <laughs> uh, come to find out that's my brother. So I just want to do a shout out to my brother <laughs> who actually listens to the show under a pseudonym. I guess we all got <laughs> pseudonyms. Right. <laughs> so I just want to say uh, shout out to my brother for listening to the show and actually uh, supporting the show. But uh, you can find me on all things using my <laughs> assumed name, <laughs> Brother Tech, on all social. And I am at Rob Dunwood on all the things. And we are also at The Tech John on all the things. So come holla at us wherever you holla. Until we meet again in a week's time. Peace. Peace. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.